The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our podcast is brought to you by ComBank, committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Monday the 8th of April. In your Squiz today, how the government will help bring the children of terrorists back to Australia. The Prime Minister announces a Royal Commission into Disability Services. The Bezos Divorce Settlement. And how do you like your hot cross buns? This is your Squeeze Today. As we head towards an election, we'll kind of amble towards an election, Claire, there's something <laughs> that both Bill Shorten and Scott Morrison have agreed upon in principle, and that is that the children of those who left Australia to join Islamic State should be able to come back to Australia. That's right. And it's a bit of a change as to what's been said before, uh, while that um, coalition effort to read Islamic State from that area uh, in Syria and Iraq was ongoing. It was something that I guess um, our policy politicians could sort of kick a bit further down the road. But now that uh, Islamic State is all but banished from that area, uh, there's some difficult decisions that need to be made with around uh, 43 Australians said to be in refugee camps or in detention in Syria as a result of the crumbling of of IS there. So a lot of these children are with their mothers. How are they going to do this? Do we know how they're actually going to, to bring them back? Yeah, a lot of kids are with their mothers and, of course, there's a lot um, of kids um, who have had kids. So it's um, it's a really horrible situation and what has been said is that um, anyone from Australian missions like the Department of Foreign Affairs or other agencies wouldn't actually go and get them. But if aid agencies are able to get them to a third country and to safety where Australia could access them, then they're able to come on home. And that, of course, raises a whole lot of other difficulties once they get here and uh, lots of support will be required to uh, have them back in the community. But it's something at least that um, both Bill Shorten and Scott Morrison say should be possible. Yeah, terrible situation. Um, Back to an election. Many were expecting it might be called on the weekend, but alas, Claire, we wait. Yes, we're, uh, as you said in the um, initial intro, ambling towards this. Scott Morrison and Bill Shorten on the weekend are very firmly in campaign mode. The only thing that hasn't happened is the official um, starter's gun hasn't been fired and uh, news poll and Ipsos in the old Fairfax papers is out today. Um, News poll shows a couple of points improvement for the coalition when it comes to that two-party preferred race, but they still trail Labor by losing margin uh, 48 to 52. Um, Ipsos had the coalition at 49.51 in the last poll, but they've moved a bit out again to 47.53. Again, the coalition in that losing position. Uh, What's also in those polls this morning is a bit of an assessment about how the budget went down and it seems to have a pretty good uh, rap from voters, but we'll see whether in a few weeks' time that has any impact on voting choices. Just finally on politics, on Friday the Prime Minister announced a Royal Commission into Disability Services, Claire. Yeah, some people thought it was perhaps the last act of the Morrison government, but that's not going to be the case. It's one that's been on the uh, agenda for a few weeks, if not a few years, with calls for the government to uh, resource and allocate enough time. And it's going to be a big one, this one. Uh, The government's allocated $528 million for a three-year inquiry that's looking not just into the misdeeds of the past, but also will invest 
investigate things like the National Disability Insurance Scheme and how it should be applied going forward. And just before we leave politics, don't forget to sign up to our new email, Squeeze the Election. Once an election is called, it will arrive in your inbox at 5.30pm from Sunday through to Thursday up until polling day and keep you across all the campaign trail happenings. A link to sign up is included in your episode notes via the Squeeze Today email or on our website. And I opened up the uh, Squeeze Today email draft this morning and saw the word royals and thought, oh, my gosh, have Harry and Meghan have their baby? <laughs> but no, it's actually uh, Prince William who's making news. He's done some done some work experience. He's done some work experience. He's been off with the uh, counterterrorism agencies looking at intelligence and security, uh, those organisations in the UK that look after that. He got a good rap from an anonymous spokesperson who said he asked some very good questions and demonstrated a real aptitude for the sort of work that they were doing. And uh, William said that it was very humbling um, when working for three weeks with the people who keep the United Kingdom safe. So out and about getting to know the things that happen. He said he worked exceptionally hard. So that's that's all, that's <laughs> yeah, what you I'm want. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and the former wife of Jeff Bezos, Mackenzie Bezos, has reportedly become the third richest woman in the world after their divorce settlement was finalized. That's right. She's keeping 25% of the Bezos's entire stake of uh, Amazon, which when you boil it down to the number that of Amazon shares, that's 4% of the company. So that's valued at about $35 US billion or in Australian terms, that's close to $50 billion Australian dollars. Uh, that makes her, as you say, the third richest woman in the world. Um, it's been uh, one of those things where uh, Amazon was founded just a year into the marriage uh, in 1994 and she was one of the company's first employees. So uh, she was was uh, gushing with gratefulness in her tweet about it. It's just a crazy amount of money. It's just you can't even. I can't even. Hard I can't to grasp, wrap my head around it? it. Yeah. Mm. And just finally, how do you like your hot cross buns, Claire? Look, I'm not a huge hot cross bun eater, but I do like a good one. Like I'll probably go to a bakery of some sort, and you know, in the lead up to Easter, uh, get one or two to have on Easter Sunday morning. Yum. But very traditional, as you can tell from that. Very traditional with the traditional fruits and spices. And what we're talking about is the fact that uh, our major retailers have gone a bit crazy with their hot cross bun flavors: banana, caramel, white chocolate, and raspberry. We were sort of great graduating towards this when uh, some of the retailers started to uh, introduce things like choc chips. and I've accidentally bought the the, uh, the choc chip one once and it was very disappointing when I got home. They look the same as the, mm. as the, as the original, so it's very confusing. Yeah. Well, I think that, <laughs> I'm all about the original. I think they've upped it on the packaging this year. So it's, you know, the banana and caramel comes in a yellow package and uh, gotcha. all of that. But, um, yes, apparently millennials are to blame and there's a link in the email as to why that's the case. Yep, of course they are. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Other subject line. Nobody Does It Better from Carly Simon's theme song for the spy who loved me. Nobody Does It Better just reminds me of LJ Hooker. Oh, there you go. (laughs) No, God, I haven't thought about that (laughs) for a long time. No, no, from the Bond movie. And um, let's um, yes, give William a round of applause for his work experience turn. Yes, good on you, Prince William. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Squeeze Today podcast. As always, if you read the Squeeze Today email every day this week, you'll go in the draw to win a book pack worth uh, over $100. Have a great Monday. Have a great start to your week and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au.